Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about retirement. It's something that uh, most of us uh, dream about and look forward to. Uh, And unfortunately, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, Perhaps retirement might not be as enjoyable as you might think, uh, and you need to think through it uh, a little bit more carefully. Uh, So the reason or the idea of uh, this podcast topic uh, came out of uh, my recent appearance on the Australian's Money Cafe podcast. Uh, So that's a podcast I do every now and again with uh, the editor, James Kirby. Anyway, they... they, uh, Uh, Listeners write in with uh, their questions and uh, we get to answer them. And uh, the the week before, someone had a question about the FIRE movement. FIRE is an acronym that stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. And essentially it means, you know, save as much money as you possibly can, as quick as you possibly can, so spend as little as you uh, can to try and get into retirement as early as possible. And, you know, the FIRE movement you know, maybe people are in their 30s by the time they retire and so forth. Anyway, uh, a listener that was uh, that worked in the mental health sector uh, wrote in uh, the, in the week that I was on the show and said that she would actively discourage people from retiring early uh, and instead maybe consider working less, but retiring um, actually provides a lot of benef- benefits to a person's well-being and mental health. And, uh, and so that's, uh, we, we talked about that, um, uh, that question or that response uh, on the podcast. You can obviously check that out. But, uh, you know, my, my response was that, you know, I recall a, a UK study um, from 2013 that found that retirement increased the, increased the probability of uh, suffering clinical depression by about 40% and a physical health condition by 60%. So, you know, certainly the studies seem to suggest that retirement uh, might not be as fantastic as one might uh, first think. I mean, most of us sit back and think about retirement. We think about, you know, being able to spend the whole day doing whatever we want. No deadlines, no emails, no meetings, no obligations. And uh, as we sit back today in our working life, we think that that looks pretty appealing. Um, But the problem is, for a lot of people, the honeymoon retirement wears off pretty quickly. And it's not uncommon for people to feel, you know, a a, a few different negative feelings like a a loss of self-worth. Because, you know, most of us, our occupations contribute a lot to how we define ourselves. Uh, You know, I'm a financial planner, I'm a lawyer, I'm a surgeon, I'm a CEO... That's who I am, and that's why I'm, in, you know, I'm adding value, and I'm important, and I'm contributing, and so forth. And uh, when we retire, we kind of, to some extent, or a lot of people, you know, lose that kind of self worth or or self identification, um, and that creates some problems. Uh, we actually miss the daily routine, you know, the daily routine of travelling to work, meetings, deadlines, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, adds structure to our day. And without that structure, people can be left feeling bored, aimless and isolated. Uh, we find that the, the hobbies perhaps uh, just aren't enough. So, you know, hobbies and interests uh, are great pastimes while we're working because they often help us relax and socialise and so forth. However, once we stop working, we might find that we want activities that offer more than just that relaxation and social socialisation. 
Um, and uh, finally, if your expectations of retirement are different to your spouse, uh, that can create conflict as well. So, for example, if one spouse is quite happy to sit at home and the other spouse wants to go travel the world, you know, that can create some uh, issues and problems as well. Uh, and I think, you know, p- people, when they think about retirement, they think naturally, and I'd like to encourage you to, of course, uh, to financially prepare for retirement. But I think also uh, retirement uh, also requires uh, some emotional preparation and just some practical preparation to really think through what am I actually going to do in retirement? So which invites me to turn to the question then why? Why do we have these problems? Why do people, you know, or some people really struggle in retirement to really enjoy it? Uh, well, I remember reading uh, something that uh, Tony Robbins put together. So that's the the speaker and coach, uh, written lots of books and so forth. And he's adapted Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, to derive six human needs. Um, and uh, so the six human needs, to, to his mind, are certainty, variety, significance, connection slash love, and growth. And the sixth one is contribution. And it's the last two that are often fulfilled by our occupations. So growth, so personal growth, and contribution, contribution beyond ourselves. So let's talk about those two things then. So growth really refers to, you know, our desire to constantly learn and improve. Um, and, you know, if, that, if that's what you've been doing in your occupation, in your career, um, then contribute or so then growth will be a really important thing for you to think about in retirement. Uh, so if in your career you're constantly striving to learn more at work, expand your capability, you know, do work that you're proud of, strive for promotions and so on, you know, they're the sorts of hallmarks that, that suggest that personal growth is actually important to you and, and your well-being. And so you need to then think about you know, how are you going to fulfill that need in retirement and that could include... Uh, finding paid or even unpaid employment uh, that, you know, something that you really connect with. So you're not doing it for the money, you're really doing it for the connection. Of course, you could study or take up a new hobby or travel the world or so on. Could be some of those things or all of those things, but something you really need to uh, plan for and and think about. Uh, The last one was contribution. And uh, contribution really refers to the sense of service and focus on helping and giving and supporting others, contributing to something beyond yourself. Uh, And as Tony Robbins says, living is giving. I like that catchphrase. So if uh, a contribution is actually important in your paid employment, so if you're working for a business, organisation or or so forth that that, um, allows you to make a contribution to a, a certain cohort or people or whatever, um, and that level of service um, gives you a lot of personal satisfaction, then uh, you'll need to look for alternate ways to satisfy that contribution element uh, to, to, again, improve your well-being. So um, some suggestions could be looking after, you know, family or friends that uh, really need your assistance, uh, volunteering or starting your own charity for a cause that you're really passionate about. Again, it's really about identifying what is my employment offering uh, and if it's offering that contribution element, how am I going to replicate that in retirement to maintain my well-being? And so they're the two sort of main ones, contribution and growth. 
But also connection can be important too, which is another one of uh, Tony Robbins' uh, human needs, six human needs. Um, And uh, it reminds me that many, 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 many years ago, when I was back in university, um, for my economics major, I wrote a paper on a Dutch professor called Gert Hofstede. Uh, And uh, one of Hofstede's theses was that people go to work mainly for or for social connections uh, just as much as anything else. Uh, So therefore, if you don't really have an extensive and close sort of friendship family group, you might find yourself feeling a bit isolated or lonely in retirement, particularly if your spouse continues to work, you know, if you retire before they do, or you don't have one. Um, So perhaps uh, continuing to work really does provide that connection, and that's something you're going to have to think about as well. I remember a a mate of mine uh, contemplated um, partial early retirement uh, when he was in his 30s and the problem was that everyone else, all his mates were still working so there was no one to go and play golf with and and so forth. So connection can be uh, probably the third one to, to really think about. So another way to look at the retirement goal is not absolute retirement, but maybe partial retirement and or semi-retirement. Uh, and it's something that's becoming a lot more popular uh, over the years, and particularly last 10 years, and even more so really since COVID, as we've all got to kind of reflect on our uh, lives and day-to-day living and so forth. Uh, so that could consist of continuing in your current occupation, Uh, but just doing fewer hours, so maybe pulling back to three days a week or something like that, uh, assuming you you still connect and really enjoy what you're doing. Or alternatively, it could be pursuing alternative occupation, Uh, again, something that that really resonates with you, that you connect with in terms of the work, so something, again, that you're maybe doing more for the connection or more for the satisfaction than than for the money, Uh, but often those alternatives might actually provide lower remuneration uh, so whether you do that five days a week or or, uh, or fewer um, really depends but they're the sort of ways of looking at maybe uh, semi-retirement and actually working either part-time or reducing your working income um, and uh, um, delaying full retirement uh, not only uh, adds a lot of um, positivity to your your um, mental and physical and personal well-being, which is kind of the the topic of this uh, this podcast, but also has a massive impact from a wealth accumulation perspective. Um, so, really, in terms of a, a wealth ret- retirement strategy, there's uh, kind of three. We can kind of think about it as three phases. The first phase is investment acquisition. So that's when you're younger. You know, it's really about. Um, investing heavily in super, buying investment properties, investing in the share market. It's really about getting uh, or accumulating or investing uh, more and more growth assets. The second phase is really what I would call consolidation. And that might be, you know, gradually repaying loans, uh, but mostly just letting the assets have enough time to do their thing, to, to enjoy or benefit from Uh, compounding capital growth and of course the third stage is retirement retirement obviously is when we either spend the income that our portfolio generates and or eat into some of the capital depending on what the the situation may involve so the consolidation phase is actually quite important and the more time that you spend in that phase the the greater the financial impact 
So, for example, if I had a client that could work to 60 and then and then start retirement there, full retirement, for example, compared to if they worked, say, part-time for another five years, just enough to pay for living expenses, so they didn't need to dip into any of their um, financial resources, but allowed that their assets to compound and grow for another five years, the difference to that is, uh, in most circumstances, surprisingly substantial. So not only are there some um, personal benefits, you know, um, in terms of our well-being, but the benefits associated with, a, you know, a semi-retirement phase uh, are substantial as well. But putting the numbers aside for a second, really the, the, the theme of this podcast is to really think carefully of what does retirement look like for me? How am I going to replace the growth and uh, contribution and maybe even connection um, needs or how am I going to replace them as a result of uh, not working anymore? Uh, and the, the answer to that could be a variety of things, including maybe uh, semi-retirement first rather than, than full retirement. I recall listening to a speech by a media personality some years ago. It's probably 20 years ago now. And he was, uh, the, the, the um, event was sort of celebrating his retirement. And he said when he went home and told his wife, you know, that he was, he was going to retire, she turned around and said to him, well, I don't care what you do in retirement as long as you don't do it at home. Uh, and it, it made me laugh a little bit, but uh, it does raise a good question. What are you going to do in retirement? And maybe your spouse doesn't want you to do it at home, but I don't know. But, but the point, of course, is really just to think carefully about what retirement looks like to you. Uh, is it full retirement? Is it partial retirement? Do you really want to just keep working as long as possible? Maybe not in the occupation that you're doing now, but maybe doing something that you really connect with. My personal uh, approach for what it's worth is I'd love to continue working um, as long as I possibly can. Uh, certainly not five days a week, uh, probably eventually two or three days a week, um, but I'd like to do that for as long as humanly possible. And interestingly enough, I was listening to another podcast, Tim Ferriss podcast actually, and the interviewee, which was uh, Jim Collins, a, a, a fantastic author, uh, was talking about uh, Peter Drucker, uh, which again was a management uh, author uh, wrote to, wrote about management and so forth. The the effective e- executive was his most popular book. Uh, anyway, by the time he was uh, sixty, he only completed a third of his uh, work, his writing and so forth. And he still had many many books to come. Uh, when Jim Collins met him in his eighties, uh, he wrote subsequently wrote ten more books. So I guess that story just sort of showed. Well, maybe you can keep. Um, contributing uh, beyond yourself uh, well into uh, you know your 60s 70s and 80s and that's what I hope to do but anyway let's see what happens okay until next week uh, bye for now